Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being with me. Appreciate the time. Now, I wanted to chat about this whole situation was happening, the Ukrainian against the Russian. But there's something interesting because there's something not right. And I actually going to talk about a tweet that uh, Tulsi Gabin actually tweeted to Mitt Romney. And... Mitt Romney actually was calling her essentially a liar for uh, basically saying that she was misinformation, Russian misinformation. But let, let me read exactly what what uh, Mitt Romney said. Tulsi Gabbard is a parroting false Russian propaganda. Her lies may well cost lives. So. This is a uh, Mitt Romney t- telling uh, Tulsi Gabin, but let's hear what she responds to him, shall we? Senator Romney, you've called me a treasonous liar simply for stating the fact that there are over 25 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine, which, if breached, would release and spread deadly pathogens across the United States and the world, and therefore they must be secured so that we can prevent any new pandemics from occurring. Now, bizarrely, you claim that securing these labs or even calling for securing these labs is treasonous and will lead to a loss of life. When the exact opposite is obviously true, the spread of pathogens is what will cause the loss of life, not the prevention of such a spread. So Senator Romney, Please provide evidence that what I've said is not true and treasonous. And if you cannot, you should do the honorable thing. Apologize. Resign from the U.S. Senate. Evidence of the existence of these biolabs in Ukraine, their vulnerability, and therefore the need to take immediate action to secure them is beyond dispute. Just the other day, the State Department's Victoria Nuland acknowledged that these labs that contain dangerous pathogens exist in Ukraine in her testimony to the U.S. Senate. Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. In a Pentagon fact sheet dated March 11th, there are numerous statements that both directly and indirectly confirm the existence of these biolabs. The United States, through BTRP, has invested approximately $200 million in Ukraine since 2005, supporting 46 Ukrainian laboratories, health facilities, and diagnostic sites. On CBS Face the Nation on March 13th, CBS national security correspondent David Martin said that he'd spoken to a Pentagon official just that morning who told him they're concerned about the existence of these biolabs in Ukraine. The concern is that the Russians will seize one of these um, biomedical research facilities that Ukraine has where they do research on deadly pathogens like uh, botulism and, and anthrax seize one of those facilities, weaponize the pathogen, and then blame it on Ukraine 
and the U.S. because the U.S. has been providing support for some of the research being done in those facilities. Now, in April of 2020, in refuting Russia's accusations that the U.S. was using biolabs in Ukraine to develop biological weapons, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine acknowledged that there are U.S.-funded labs in Ukraine working with pathogens for vaccines and other peaceful purposes. In a CNN fact check on March 10th, 2022, there are U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine. That much is true. Furthermore, according to the DOD, there are two biolabs in Ukraine that have been under Russian control for quite some time. Russia illegally took possession of two Ukrainian-owned laboratories that BTRP upgraded in 2014 and continues to deny Ukrainian access to these facilities. So, Senator Romney, you have a choice. Out of pride, continue to deny the truth or admit that you're wrong, apologize, and resign. Aloha. And remember that without the truth, we can be neither safe nor free. In light of such tangible evidence, because everything is documented, um, I believe this is another reason why Russia was in in the move to get into this part of, of, of Ukraine. That's, that's a lot to um, well to to digest in a sense because there's, there's a lot of weapons and uh, my question um, that I bring is why is the United States funding this many labs well uh, the answer is quite easy um, because here in the land it's illegal to have certain type of labs and these pathogens that can cause tremendous harm not only not only for you know the United States but for the entire world and at the top of some of these is doctors like uh, Anthony Fauci uh, which he is part of the problem why this whole thing has happened this whole COVID-19 whether you think it's by accident or not the problem is in our laughs and we have gone through two uh, plus years of, of chaos and uh, tyranny because the governments decided to close down and, and take our lives away and lock them um, out but I digress the problem that I see with all these labs is obviously it's, it's, it's if Russia gets a hold of them which I think some of these are by, by Russia but he gets a hold of all these other ones and he will have more power on top of with the minerals and all these things that I talked in the previous uh, podcast is is one of the reasons why I think Russia continues to push forward and the other thing I needed to talk about is also this problem is being created with all this um, 
this all locking Russia out. I think we're shooting ourselves in the leg by doing that. Because now, as it is, the dollar is losing weight in the world. And now, it's uh, Russia's relying on China. So what they're going to do, what they're doing now, it's going to rely on each other by by promoting their coin um, with each other and not try to depend on the US so the rises on gas as so they claim the administration is created by by Russia so they said and let's check out what uh, the White House has to say about that and what reality is. Hold on a second. Jen, it sounds like you guys are blaming Putin for the increase in gas prices recently, but weren't gas prices going up anyway because of post-pandemic supply chain issues? Well, I, I think there's no question that as we have seen, and outside analysts have conveyed this as well, the increase in the anticipated continued increase, which is I think what some of your colleagues were asking about, that that is a, a direct result of uh, the invasion of Ukraine. And also there was an anticipation of that, uh, that, was, that uh, was, uh, was factored in as gas prices have gone up. So you say that you're gonna do everything that you can to reduce the impact that high gas prices have on Americans. Uh, we're asking other countries to think about maybe pumping more oil. Why not just do it here? Well, to be very clear, federal policies are not uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas. To the con let me finish. To the con let me finish. I halted new oil and let, gas. Let me let me give you let me give you the facts here, and I know that can be inconvenient, but I think they're important in this moment. To the contrary, we have uh, the, we have been clear that in the short term, supply must keep up with the demand. Where we are and here and around the world, we make the shift to a secure, clear, clean energy future. We are one of the largest producers with a strong domestic oil and gas industry. We have actually produced more oil. It is at record numbers, and we will continue to produce more oil. There are 9,000 approved drilling permits that are not being used. So the suggestion that we are not allowing companies to drill is inaccurate. The suggestion that that is what is hindering or preventing gas prices to come down is inaccurate. Would President Biden rescind his executive order that halts new oil and natural gas leases on public lands? Well, 90% of them happen on private lands, as I'm sure you know, and there are 9,000 unused approved drilling permits. So I would suggest you ask the oil companies why they're not using those if there's a desire to drill more. Would President Biden ever undo his executive order that stopped the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline? Are you suggesting that would solve the gas prices issue? Well, do you think that that would maybe affect prices faster than getting the whole country off of fossil fuels? I actually don't think it would. Uh, the Keystone uh, was not an oil field. It's a pipeline. Yeah. Also, the oil is continuing to flow in just through other means. So it actually would have nothing to do with the current supply imbalance. So gas prices are approaching an all-time high per gallon. How high would they have to get before President Biden would say, I'm going to set aside my ambitious climate goals and just 
increase domestic oil production, get the producers to drill more here, and we can address the fossil fuel future later. Well, again, Peter, the U.S. produced more oil this past year than in President Trump's first year. Next year, according to the Department of Energy, we will produce more oil than every than ever before. Those are those are the facts in terms of oil production. And again, right now there are 9,000 unused approved permits to drill on shore. So I think you're misidentifying what the actual issue is. But if we're looking to the future and what how what we can do to prevent this from being a challenge in future crises, the best thing we can do is reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and foreign oil. Uh, because that will help us uh, have a, a reliable source of energy so that we're not worried about gas prices going up because of the whims of a foreign dictator. Sure, 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 sure. Whatever she says. Yeah, blame it back on the American people for depending on oil. What a lack of intelligence from this White House. The way they're managing things and the speaker is really instead of saying well i think uh, uh there's there's talks about it and we'll, we'll see what, what what's coming back or where i can't talk about it or something to that source no uh blame it back on the american people um all all they have to do is open up the pipes and everything is going to be crystal clears back to where we used to independency from the need of buying oil at a higher cost which is something that we are dragging there's no need for the american people to be paying so much really there is not we were free independent and this guy comes in office and kills it see it all comes down to the policies and as far as what was happening in Russia and Ukraine that got nothing to do with our gases but they want to blame it on us that's part of the administration being just dumb really dumb how they're doing this it really is but um, let me let me cover one more thing which is uh, this whole topic of, of the pandemic and the vaccines and uh, which reminds me this whole vaccine stuff the Pfizer just released um, by the FDA by the way got on the chuckle because they had to release papers about how is it possible that you guys approve the this vaccine from Pfizer we gotta see what determination was given to your hierarchy to go ahead and release this to approve it for mass production um, and it came down 75 of those pages it describes in detail the side effects what people have been suffering cause the causes of this and, and it's, it's, it's horrible horrible cannot describe it in better words 
I can start slurting and stuff, but I don't like that. So anyhow, I'm gonna gonna keep it nice and clean. What I've been saying for the past year that this is not good for you. That's exactly what came to light finally, and it was being forced by people in Congress to this disclose, hey, you must, we need to know, the American people need to know what's in this vaccine that you said it was great to be approved. Talk about sleeping with the enemy, the FDA. At this point, anything that is approved by the FDA, I got to have a big question mark. How much is the company paid you to approve it and release it to the public? Is it going to be affecting us some way, somehow? So, here is something to think about. This is the EuroWeeklyNews.com and, and FDA slowly starts releasing of Pfizer vaccines data to the public. So here it is. Um, gonna skip a few things, but here it is. The data required came from the public health and medical professional demanding more transparency who sued the FDA under the freedom of information due to the FDA's initial request of only releasing a minimum of 500 pages a month. In January, court order U.S. District Judge Matt, Matt Mark Pittman of the Northern District of Texas required that the FDA to release around 12,000 documents immediately and that the 55,000 pages a month until all documents are released, totally more than 300,000 pages. And on March 1st, the FDA finally produced its first 10,000 pages of Pfizer clinical trial documents and after securing the release of the data, Aaron Sears, a lawyer working at the case, told the Endpoint News, our job was to get the documents. We leave it to the scientists and others to analyze it. So that's what people across the globe are currently doing. According to the Endpoint News, among the documents released, one shows a nearly $2.9 million use fee payment to FDA from Pfizer and others will show fast track designation letters which is not typically released a confidential non-clinical overview of the vaccine Pfizer required for a waiver from adding a suffix to the vaccine's name which is also not typically released and long list of anonymous trial subjects who didn't receive the vaccines as randomized. So, the children's health definition notes that 38 pages reported was also included with the document that refused. The features appendix called list of adverse events of a special interest. The list note 1,291 different adverse events follow the Pfizer. COVID vaccine. This is a bombshell, guys. Said Children's Health 
Defense, or CHD, President and General Counsel Mary Holland. At least now, we know why the FDA and Pfizer wanted to keep this data under wrap for 75 years. This finding should put immediately the end of Pfizer co-vaccines. The potential for serious harm is very clear, and those injured by the vaccine are prohibited from suing Pfizer for damages. This is all across anybody because they have an immunity. And I, I just don't understand why while people are sick they have a lot of side effects these companies cannot get get sued oh but yeah it is just announced they're gonna have to get a fourth dosage let me ask you the audience who in the right mind is gonna go and try to take this Pfizer vaccine when this data now available for all of us to see across the world is, is this is uh, to me a test that should have not been done with public at all by the way the emergency act is still available and people they keep on listening to these news outlets lying to them perhaps even killing them and that's what I gotta say it's it's outrageous what's happening I don't want nothing but for this truth to come out and you guys to be safe this is not um, a theory it's already in the news you can go check it out. It's out there. You can Google it. You know, FDA approved release or or FDA uh, release of Pfizer vaccine data. Uh, it's it's out there, public domain now. Go check it out. Don't believe me, but you don't have to believe me. Go ahead and do it. So that's a bombshell. So I can say, um, I'm gonna come back again and, and chat more of what's going on with this Russia Ukraine thing. But to me, it's something not right about this war. But what I do think is happening is they're going for those two things: the labs and the uranium. That's my that's what I my hunch is you guys have the, you know you can think you're free to think anything really but um, I don't know I don't know I don't I don't see how it's so different um, anyhow I'll catch you soon and uh, stay safe out there Thank you for listening.